When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. I bet morning, you, Keith. Hey, what's up, man? We were just talking about the, the video that, that Pat, a recipe that Pat put together on some video. I, I couldn't out. watch it all the way through. It was so disgusting. No, I bet you, that, I bet you it was good, though. No. I don't Wait, know. Wait, but let me, ah. real quick, let me just explain what it was. Yeah, explain what <laughs> it was. <laughs> because this this woman, on, it was a video that kind of went viral yesterday. This woman had like eight Big Macs that she put into the bottom of a pan and then okay. covered it in sauce. Like, no, covered no, no, it in French fries. fries first. French fries, then you know, maple okay. syrup, then like, uh, like a cheese, pasta sauce, yeah, then a pasta like cheese, a pound of cheese. Sauce. Then she took the chicken That's off when I the cut ch- it off. McNugget. I mean, the chicken sandwich, right? Chicken sandwich, just the chicken, Make and put chicken that on. With the mayo and the lettuce. Yeah. More t- uh, pasta sauce, and then craft singles. And then craft singles. And then baked it, it for like 45 bacon minutes. and Canadian bacon. Oh, yeah. Bacon and Canadian or, bacon. Or and syrup. That's got to be a joke. Mashed no it really down. Doing that. Cooked it. But let me ask you this, though. So if you didn't see it, at all, and, and, and you came over to her house, and you smelled it, and it smelled good. Because you know it's going to smell good. You All those flavors, is going to smell good. And she cut it in <laughs> Max's face. It cut it. I'm getting a gag reflex. I know, that's what I'm saying. It cut it and put it on the plate, and you never saw what went in it. Man, I bet you it's good. I don't know, man. Okay, because you did you see that, when they kid. cut it open? <laughs> You see when they cut it, it open? It looked like lasagna to me. Yeah, see, I'm cool on that. Man. What lasagna oh, are you eating that looked so like that? Disgu- I'm with you, Max. And syrup and tomato but you sauce saw- and cheese the- on a Big Mac with fries and bacon. But you, what the- but you saw it. All oh I'm saying God. is, I, I really, I want to throw up. When if I you did a, 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 a some sort of potluck, and somebody had that in there, oh. and they cut it, and you didn't know what went in it. It probably would taste good. No, kid. They need to send no. the. They need to send. I'm the police not eating place. it based on looking at it. No, you're not eating it based on anything. You're not eating it, I mean, period. Only way, Max, only way Key might eat that, Jordan, they put a little bit of arugula and kale and you know, some L.A. <laughs> yeah, stuff. Sprinkle it on Oh, man, I'm telling you. Hold up. Key. Yeah. You, the nerve of you. You this look guy, at man. a bad mac and cheese recipe. It's like it's, dumb, it's see- noodles. It's noodles and cheese, but it's it's a bad recipe. And yeah. you're like, you turn your nose up at that. But you would eat a pan full of Big Macs with syrup we, and but, tomato but, sauce. But, and- remember what I'm saying, though, Max. I never saw it being prepared. I just happened to go to a house, and it's there with the rest of the food. I'm just saying it probably. Uh, Think of the person who who, who you, made that up. What, you also know that she's that? calling it like Big Mac casserole or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, yeah. I don't think I could eat it once I saw it. It looks disgusting. The, I don't even know if I've ever had a casserole. The best part was she put the the craft singles on the edge. Like, make sure you get them from edge to edge to cover everything. And you know, and the, like, first oh, I, you know man, the first thing. You know the first thing I melted. thought of. I was like, country bumpkins. If I ever see them. 
I mean, when the syrup went on, I'm like, no. Oh, God. Then when they just... put the tomato sauce on, and then the che- I-, I cut it off. I could not watch it. Every time you thought she was going to stop, she kept it just going. kept going yeah. and kept getting worse. No, I don't think I don't think if I saw, I don't think I could have tried it seeing it, but maybe if I didn't see so it. So what happens then, though? Like, do you put it in the fridge and just, like, warm that joint up? or? Oh, my God. Yates, I'm going to throw it. My bad, bro. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, it was pretty. No, I got. I got. It was pretty nasty, though. Looking, that's the worst thing I've. I can't think of a food I've ever seen prepared that looked worse than that, ever. Yeah. Oh well, I just thought it was funny. That was the Patrick Mahomes of bad foods. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning it's the best. Had to be a joke. Top five all-time quarterback list: Dan Orlovsky yesterday. Not only had Mahomes in the top five, which we argued and argued about early in the show because I think the quality of his prime already, I would do, I agree with him. But he put him second behind Tom Brady, which is bad enough, right? You can't put him second already. Then Elway, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, no Joe Montana. If you're old enough to have seen John Elway and Dan Marino, then you're old enough to have seen Montana. That's indefensible. You cannot not have but, Joe but Montana you, there. This is the same guy that said Carson Wentz was that dude. So. I know. He and I argued about that for years. Keyshawn J. Will Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Key, what is your top five list all time? Well, I mean, I, I would probably have Brady. Montana. Agreed. Elway. Mm-hmm. Manning. And then I would. It's early for Patrick Mahomes for me. It's just early. But if you wanted to slide him into the fifth slot and remove Dan Marino, I wouldn't have a problem. So those four would be my guys. But then when you. You know, Dan Marino, obviously, his arm, his strength, all of those sort of things is strong. But it's hard to ignore this early success that Mahomes has and the projections say that he may turn out to be a top three guy if he continues. But I also know early success. I know Ben Roethlisberger had early success. Not like this, though. Dude. It doesn't matter Max, he still had early success, he did, but, he, but it didn't. Like it didn't finish the same. Right. If you if you project Ben Roethlisberger early, you say, "Oh my God, it's going to be crazy when yeah. his career's over." Yeah. But it didn't end. By that the way, way, I brought up Tim Lincecum the other day, the Giants pitcher. First three or four years, you'd be like, "The best three or four years to start a career." But I've and seen anyone's ever had. It didn't end that way. But I've seen it both ways. I've seen it start off slow, and then take off. Yeah. I've seen it take off, and then die. Yeah. So it, it just – I think Patrick Mahomes is going to have a crazy career no matter who's coaching him because he, he's good and he does a lot of wonderful things with the football and all of that. So I would still have him or Marino at five. I don't care. You could argue whoever wants to argue about the fifth spot, so be it. But the four guys is a Brady, a, a, a Montana, a Elway, in a Manning. But see, check this out. Let me give you the ultimate example. And I can always have the old heads tell me that I don't United's know blank and Unitas is there. Let me give you the ultimate example. I go to baseball pitchers. It's throwing. It's, you know, okay. <clears throat> the ultimate example of what you're talking about, how it doesn't end the way it starts necessarily, is Doc Gooden, Dwight Gooden. 
Yeah. Dwight Gooden came into the league when he was 19. He Dr. was already K. one of the best pitchers who ever lived. When he yep. was 20, he had one of the very greatest seasons of all time. When he was 21, he won the World Series, right? Yeah. So you're like, okay. He, uh, Sandy Koufax at the time said, I would trade my past for his future. Didn't turn out that way. But Mahomes, to me, Key, because he's about to win his second MVP, he's about to go to his third Super Bowl, he's already got the Super Bowl MVP, he's got three top three MVP finishes, like, already – that quality of that prime so far, boy, it would have to go all kinds of sideways to contextualize that so differently than we do now that he's not in the top five. You, you have Brady and Montana one and two. Almost everyone. Like, how could you not have it like that, right? But Orlovsky well, does Well, you not. can be Orlovsky and not have it that way. <laughs> I, I don't get I mean, if you want to say Montana one and you're like, look, Yes, Brady, his longevity got Montana, no doubt. But I really value performance at his very peak in the Super Bowl. I, you could even make the argument for Montana. So, like, that, you cannot not have Montana in your top five. You don't want to have him one fine. You don't want to have him two for some reason. Maybe you can argue. You cannot That's not like have That's like not Montana having LeBron or something or Ridiculous. not having Kareem. Kareem. Like, it, it, can't it, be. it doesn't make any sense. Can't be. John in – where's John? Oklahoma, it looks oh, like. Oh, OKC? Okay, or Oklahoma. I would think Oklahoma, OKC, same thing, Max. John. Yeah, Oklahoma. That's uh, the wonderful state of Oklahoma. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, at least top five or six, you have to add in Roger Staubach because he went to as many Super Bowls as John Elway. He had four years of his prime taken away due to the Navy. He won two of them, and he made number 12, number 12. That's just – he's got to be in the top five or six, easy. And he was Rodgers the Dodger. You got a case. And, by the way, you know who else no one's mentioned, Key? Yeah. But once upon a time, he was always great, but he was maybe overrated because people are saying he's the greatest ever. Yeah. Brett Favre. Brett Favre was well, Brett Favre's a great quarterback for a long time. Iron Man, Super yeah, Bowl yeah, champ, went yeah, to two. Yeah. You know, now – You can you can put him in whatever. I mean, yeah. yeah I don't think – very many people when you're having these conversations are going to think about Brett Favre. And the reason you don't have a guy like Roger Staubach in here is because you are dealing with younger demographics with us. We didn't see Roger Staubach, and we didn't see Otto Graham, and we didn't see uh, Johnny Unitas. So it's hard for us to wrap our minds around people that we never really saw. See, I didn't really even see Bradshaw. Not really. Like that's I was what I said. Kid, I didn't I see. Didn't only I thing, Montana, as I said before, I saw Elway. I saw Marino. As, as I said before, when we talked about Bradshaw, I said all I can go off of is the guys that played against him in that era, and they said to me over the years, just you know, when I played, and over the years, they like, if Jefferson Street Gilliam had his act together off the field there would have been no Bradshaw. In Bradshaw's defense, his receivers, his running game with Franco, just all of that contributed to his success to a whole nother level. Do you remember how, like, because I do a couple different ways. Like, I remember looking at the guys who I was like, oh, my God, when I watched them, as opposed to just they won. Marino was a guy who was like, oh, my God. Elway was also a guy who was, oh, my God. Um, Montana was the guy you wanted. But those other guys are like, damn, but the talent. Yeah. Like the way I talk about Justin Herbert now or the way people talk about Josh Allen, like, oh, my God. And now we have to see what they do. The, the thing about Mahomes for me, Key, 
the ultimate guy like that for me was Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, my God, what am I watching? Mahomes gives me that feeling, and then I look at the team success, and I'm like, oh. But, but think, about when I, think about it, the start of my career was to the end of some of those guys' career. I played and saw Jim Kelly. We haven't even had that conversation. Yeah, great. And the K-Gun was ridiculous. Four, four, straight, four straight Super Bowls, whether or not they won on a field goal here and they lost, yeah. whatever. I played against Marino, saw Marino, played against Elway, saw him, played against Troy Aikman and Steve Young now. So it's like you, I've seen them. So I can appreciate what those guys were able to do. I've been on the other end of getting my ass kicked by them. So it's kind of like. I seen that. I didn't see these other guys. You had you lost to those guys, Key. (laughs) Damn, I I watched Dan Marino. You know, with the full knee brace on and Dan Marino from the the hobble. Key from his rookie season. It was like uh, that's why when you say Mahomes, wait, let's see how it turns out. Marino, if you saw the first two years of his career, you're like this dude. Well, if you saw his entire career, it just didn't go right. Marino had a like a not the same quarterback, but had like a Philip Rivers type career where. You're like, oh, it's going to happen for him. It's going to happen for him. It's going to happen for him, and it never happened. That's why this Super Bowl is huge in terms of the way we're going to perceive NFL history and the hierarchy of quarterbacks. Because if Mahomes gets it, he's underdog. I think the Eagles are going to win. And, and that's but why, if he gets and, his second one right now already, And that's why I always try to pause on Joe Burrow just winning all these Super Bowls. I'm yeah, like, right. yeah, but, you know, you, he's going to be yet. good. And he's, and he's really good. But he may never get one. Easily we could happen. Coming, I'm going to bet he does, but it, that, there's no guarantee. Coming but you up ain't next, betting that house out there by the water. Never mind. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Is Mahomes a top five all-time quarterback? And someone's got to win this Super Bowl, right? Is Jalen Hurts about to come the face, become the face of the NFL? Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Brock Purdy has been taken out of the game. Josh Johnson, the veteran, is in to play quarterback. Hurts again under center. He sneaks, he pushes, and he is in. Touchdown, Jalen Hurts. 
by the final score, the Eagles 31, the 49ers 7. Attention, air traffic control. A flock of Eagles is heading to Arizona. Yeah, people rock with Jalen Hurts for sure. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Coach's son. We, in fact, had Avrion Hurts, his father, on this show yesterday. Man, that might be banging right there. Yeah, that off-the-wall album. Yeah, I don't know. I- I'll tell you this, Key, right now. History of music, whoever released off-the-wall and thriller level back-to-back. I don't know. I would have Thriller's to- the biggest album of all time. I know. I know. And off-the-wall is probably a better album. But some of the, some some people just got stuff that don't never – it just – it's, it, no matter what they put out, Yates, it's, it's gonna be stupid, sick, crazy. And that 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 Mike stuff is is timeless. If if there was a word timeless and a picture next to it, it's Mike and all his albums. Man, I st- to this day, this could come on anywhere, and I'm just going any Mike though for the most part. You know, I get it, I understand, but it's just something about that dude, man. That music. I ask my kids sometimes, like, does this sound old to you? Like, to me, certain beats would come out today and certain songs, and I'd be like, yeah, that, why wouldn't this be a hit today? Yeah, this sounds older, that sounds old, and I can't hear it. But like, they this sounds 70s. But, but kids don't, with certain artists, just like certain athletes, kids identify with it differently than what you think. You think, oh, it's the 70s, they're not going to like it. It's the 80s, they're not going to like it. But they can identify with it because of the parents listening to it all the time. You know, my kids, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and all that sort of stuff, they hear that. They be, you know, they get into it. They at don't wor- know what no damn Earth, Wind, and Fire and is. At worst, right. at worst, they hear it when, you know, when you're cleaning the crib Sunday yeah, morning. Yeah, absolutely. You get the appreciation for it. It turns into nostalgia. Like, oh, I remember when Daddy used to put the Fabuloso in here with the, with, with that, with the Hall of Notes on the back. Fabuloso. Ooh, Man. You ever had that, Max? Clean. No, Max, don't clean this house. I forgot. My no, bad. Come on, let's get, let's get. I'll tell you what, though. My my daughters my daughters can identify Isley Brothers fast. As soon Max, as they hear did, oh, you, did, you, did you hear me, Max? Yeah, fabuloso. About, yeah. Do you, yeah you, no, do I don't you, clean like that, Key. But do you know what that is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That fabuloso. Ooh, that's that's the best cleaning that, solution ever created. That purple bottle the is purple versatile. Bottle, man, I, gotta, I go through several of those messing around when I'm wiping something down. So... We've been talking about greatest quarterbacks ever because Dan Orlovsky made his top five list. Had Patrick Mahomes in the top five, I don't object to that. But he didn't have Joe Montana. He had Patrick Mahomes in Joe Montana's slot and then didn't have Joe Montana anyway. You know what my prediction is here, Key? I predict Orlovsky's walking it back about Montana. He'll put him in. Well, he started trying to walk it back a little bit because he was with me me on first take yesterday. Him and I and and Christina hosted first take because Stephen A. and Molly was out. And and once in in that Damon Woody was on with us, and once he released the list, and then once we got at him, he started trying to walk it back a little bit at time, and then he went into the I wasn't around, I don't remember. I'm like, well, wait a minute, man. Elway and Marino played at the same time, Come on. along with Montana. How could you remember them but not him? To be fair, in that era, the idea was that if you liked Marino or Elway better than Montana, you felt like Montana was lucky to be with Walsh and Jerry Rice. I didn't. And that I no, I understand. And but but the idea was those guys were more talented and he was the winner guy cuz partly cuz of his situation. Sort of like Brady. 
Brady, when he played with, like, early in his career, it was Peyton was really better, but Brady was the winner guy, see, partly because he had Belichick. But see, that's not, but see, that's not true, though, Max. And the reason it's not true, because players that played against Montana, whether it was in college at Notre Dame or whether it was at the 49ers or the Kansas City Chiefs, ridiculous. Yeah. It, the, the entire time. Yeah, he went to the AFC Championship game as an old man with the Chiefs. An old man, with, he was an old man with a giant knot on his elbow. Yeah. It, the, the, but I think part of the reason for that key that you're identifying is, and this is where you can argue pro a guy like Brady and anti a guy like Rodgers or Mahomes in a comparison, okay, that that the big obvious things that you call the snap, crackle, pop key – the huge arm, the electric play is not – it's a great thing to have, but the most important thing is harder to uh, detect with the naked eye, which is, for most people, which is leadership, quick decision-making, stuff like that. Here's the easy one for you, then. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the dodgeball. Dude got hit in his face. Um, that was ele- Saquon. Saquon got hit in the face. Was that who that was? Yeah. Ele- Eleven – touchdowns in four Super Bowls. Now, then, think about this. In who? 11. Who had 11? Montana. 13, Key. Was it my number wrong? It was 13? I want to say it was. No, I'm talking about no. passing. Passing, not running. Oh, Total I know, I know altogether it was 13 Th- touchdowns, yeah. no interceptions. But I'm talking about passing. Okay, 11. Was 11 air. TDs okay. in the air. Okay, let's give him 13. Yeah. Two on the ground. And zero INTs. <laughs> zero in the big game. In four Super Bowls. Now, what quarterback has ever played in four more Super Bowls and never threw a pick? Like, come on. And then, all, but it's one thing to not throw a pick, and you and you you won to, one touchdown, thirteen touchdowns. You're getting crazy offense with no mistakes. When I played football, and and I thought that I, you know, the NFL, college, or whatever, I thought when I got to the NFL, I was gonna always have me a Joe Montana. <laughs> always. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, you literally say, I'm getting me a Marino. I'm getting me an Elway. I'm, and then I play with them dudes in the Pro Bowl when the Pro Bowl was a real Pro Bowl, not the stuff we're seeing on Sunday, not the yeah, stuff we've seen for the last game, eight, yeah. ten years. I'm talking about a real Pro Bowl when you're catching lasers from John Elway. It's just it's it's hard to describe, I would Go say. Go home and cry afterward. <laughs> oh, what am I dealing with? What am I dealing with, right? <laughs> for crying out loud. The Pro Bowl. And Joe, and, and, and finally, Key, Joe Montana in his day, for people who, he was that dude. On, and, was off, on that, and off the on field. On and off the field. He was that dude. You want to sneak a call in real quick? Yes, I've, you can. Paul in Miami. Shoot, Paul. Well, good morning. I hope you guys are warm. I'm down here in sunny South Florida. I'm going to be warm later. Now, it's going to be nine degrees later. Today. I want you guys to call out Dan Orlovsky. You were nothing. You were garbage as a quarterback. But then you get on this. Hey, yo. Man, he played quarterback in the NFL. You know, like. No, he wasn't. He, he was terrible. I understand, but he made it to the NFL and stayed for 10 years. Yeah, his okay, his you, career may have not. His career. Yeah, but it's hard, though, man. It's hard to play. It's hard now, to make it to Sundays. Man, Dan Orlowski, a world-class athlete. You know, there's, there's, He's one of however some, many thousands. Put some respect on Troy Aikman's name. He's top five. Mm, I can't go with that. 
Yeah, Aikman Paul, was actually. I, like I would him. I would actually say, much like Pat just said in my ear, Orlowski is closer to Brady than Paul is to Orlowski. Right. I mean, like, it, it, I, I, yeah, I get his career didn't turn out to be what it was at UConn when he was a good, you know, good bowl quarterback and did all of those sort of things. But he did play on Sundays. This is what I don't give a damn if he. I don't give a damn if he did run out the back of the end zone. He at least ran out the back of the end zone. Brian Scalabrini loves Scal. Brian Scalabrini said this to I think it was a college player who challenged him. He's like, "I am much closer to LeBron James than you are to me." (laughs) Right? Like people don't know that's a a world class athlete on that level is different. How significant his brain may not be all there, but that's okay. (laughs) I love Scal. No, I'm talking about Dan. Oh, Dan. Love Dan, too. But, yeah, maybe not. All right, look. How significant is it to have two African-American quarterbacks face each other in the Super Bowl? It's only the year, like, 42-56, and it's finally happened, right? How significant is it? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. This is once in a lifetime opportunities we got right in front of us in our hands. So what you gonna do? Dives for the far front pylon. Touchdown! He's gonna score! Jalen Hurts! If we control the things we can, we damn good. Chance attack on the right sideline, 10! Pack your bags. We're going to the Super Bowl. We are and we cannot wait. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Woo! Radio. We are joined now right by Jason Reed, Woo! ESPN senior NFL writer, author of The Rise of the Black Quarterback. Jason, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. So whenever you get to like a milestone like this, it's always, as Doug Williams said yesterday, the first black man to win a Super Bowl as a quarterback in the NFL, bittersweet. In the sense that, oh, finally, th- there's this demarcation of progress. And yet, you look at the date and you go, come on, justice postponed is justice denied, right? How significant is it in your sense? What's your view of the fact that two African-American quarterbacks are, for the first time, facing each other in a Super Bowl? Yeah, Max, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you on all of that. I, I, in terms of just my view 
look, this moment has been coming for a long time. And, and it's, you know, as we move forward, it's not going to be anything surprising. I mean, the first time a barrier falls, yes, you know, you make note of it. But this is going to happen, you know, a lot more in the future, if for no other reason than the pipeline that's coming from college. I mean, you look at the traditional college powerhouses, your Alabamas, your USC's, your Ohio State's. I mean, these guys were all led by black quarterbacks this year, and it's not just those schools. It's schools throughout the, the landscape of college football. So, yes, it's 2023, and it took a long time for this to fall, you know, largely just because of systemic racism within the league that black men were not considered smart enough and capable enough to play quarterback. But those days are completely gone, and like I said, we're going to see this more and more in the future. You know, it's so amazing that you said that. I just said this the other day to the guys. It might have been even yesterday. Uh, Jason, that when you look at the, the, the high school level, you look at the collegiate level, there is no more the, the the black athlete goes to the suburban school and he's now has to play the receiver position or the other position. They're now saying to themselves, we want to play the best player at this position, which is the quarterback. And when you look at you look at the colleges and you look at these quarterbacks that's coming into the issue's draft out of the top quarterbacks, four of those guys are black. The Florida kid, the Tennessee kid, the Alabama kid, I mean, the Ohio State kid. I mean, you start to look at that. So when you are now from a grassroots standpoint where you and I, when we grew up, we had to play other positions because they wanted to make sure at the time that the white kid could play the quarterback because he may have not been as athletic enough to play other positions to give their teams an opportunity and a chance to win. And now it's totally different in what's going to be not necessarily mind-boggling, but what's going to be huge when we start talking about culture and black and white and this, that, and the other. When you have two black quarterbacks and two black head coaches at some point in time, because that's going to come too, coaching in the Super Bowl, and that conversation will be revisited at some point in time. As we go on. So, Jason, when you look at where Jalen Hurts is right now, how do you think this Super Bowl, and as you covered many Super Bowls and many black quarterbacks uh, throughout your tenure as a sports writer, a journalist, how do you think that this moment in time helps Jalen Hurts' marketability? Oh, my goodness, Key. I mean, first of all, so much you said there is just so right on the money. And let me first just quickly address what you said about that pipeline. I remember when I started out, uh, you know, covering high school sports, when I got out of college, you would go to these elite quarterback camps and you wouldn't see any black faces. You see black faces all over these things now. So just with respect to what you're saying about the pipeline, it's coming and it's not ever going to be shut off. As far as Jalen Hurts, you know, Key, I was at the combine and I was standing off to the side at the podium when he was asked, back in 2020, hey, you know, are you going to change positions? Are you willing to change positions? And, you know, Jalen is such a, a, a respectful, easygoing guy. A lot of people, including myself, might not have handled those questions as well as he did. So when you talk about what this does, this guy is a legitimate MVP candidate. If he didn't get hurt in those two late-season games, the likelihood is, I mean, look, I, I still think Mahomes was always going to win it based on the season he had, but I think it would have been a push. So when you talk about Jalen's markability and what this does, he's already shut so many people up because supposedly he wasn't supposed to take a team here. He's 24 years old. 
he keeps doing what he's doing, the marketability is just going to go straight through the roof, and it's already sky high right now. I want to get to the point about black coaches with black quarterbacks. I mean, if you get a Super Bowl with two black coaches and two black quarterbacks, I think – you know, they'll make it illegal in Florida to say the word black, <laughs> right? Like that'll be now illegal. You can't say black in schools in Florida. Uh, but Jason, I have this, uh, I guess you call it a theory. I don't know if it's conscious or unconscious, but the, there's been some kind of backwards movement, some regression in terms of black head coaches in the NFL. And I wonder how much that's correlated to the rise of the black quarterback. Because I, I'm, I recall the uh, Pac-Man Jones incident at the NBA All-Star game. Now, this is an NFL player, right? Someone wound up shot and paralyzed in Vegas. And everyone, I remember saying, another black eye for the NBA. And I thought, huh, that's an NFL player. That, that, why is, it's, it's NBA All-Star weekend, but why does that get assigned to the NBA when it happened from an NFL? And I realized the NBA is perceived as a black league. The NFL has never really been fully perceived that way, and I think largely that's due to the fact that the camera goes to two faces. Quarterback, usually been white. Coach, almost always white. And that's the, those are the characters that we see. And increasingly, as the camera goes to the quarterback, black, if the camera then goes to the coach, also black, now you have a black league. I wonder, conscious or not, how much of that decline in the progress made with black head coaches is a result of that phenomenon? What are your thoughts about that? Max, I'm 100% with you on that. I was actually talking to, um, this was a couple weeks ago, I was talking to a friend of mine who's an NFL executive, and he's black. It's relevant to the story. That's why I'm going to tell you he's black. And we were talking about this. And, you know, it's, it, what, there was an NFL head coaching candidate, and he was talking to me, um, about what this owner said to him. And what the owner said to him was like, you know, I love you. You're a great candidate. And he told him this, you know, off the record, obviously, he says to him, but, you know, if I hire you and you hire, you know, and he didn't say black guys, but that's basically what he's saying, and you hire all black guys, well, what's going to be left, you know, for my son and, 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 and you know, his friends? And, you know, because basically what the owner was saying was like, look, you know, you guys dominate the league in terms of positions. So if black coaches get all the coaching jobs, too, or not all, but obviously a, a higher percentage, well, what's that going to say? You know, and, and I'm, I'm going to go back a little deeper on you here because, you know, Public Enemy, they had an album talking about Fear of a Black Planet. And I totally think you're right because the NBA is perceived as a black league. The, the NFL on-field workforce, the players make up 57.5% of the league, players who either identify as black or African-American. It's been as high as 70%. But, Max, what you hit on is the key thing. The faces of the NFL have always been the quarterback and the head coach. Head coaches have become rock stars. So when, you, when the camera is on the, the, the quarterback and the quarterback is Tom Brady or John Elway or Joe Montana – well, okay, that, that's, a, that's a good thing. If, if, the, if the coach, when the camera's on him, is Bill Belichick, uh, you know, Walsh, um, Parcells, okay, that's a good thing. Well, if the camera's now on Lamar Jackson, and if there are a lot of coaches that look like Lamar Jackson, well, wait a minute. Well, you got now. a black league. And, and thank you. Right. Um, uh, Jason Reed, ladies and gentlemen. Jason, thank you very much for coming on with us this morning. Yeah, and he's also the author of Rise of the Black Quarterback. So get on Amazon, find it, get out there. That book is amazing. Uh, congratulations again on the book, Jason, and we'll talk to you soon. Fight on, bro.
Jason Reed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fight on. I forgot he was a Trojan. (laughs) Rise of the Black Quarterback, What It Means for America. That's the book. Thank you, Jason. With with Sean Payton taking the Broncos job, Key. It will be interesting to see what happens there. Who are the best head coach quarterback combinations? That's the question now. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. I'm the smartest guy in the box, so I like that too. Key's Real Rankings. It's time for Key's Real Rankings presented by Progressive Insurance. Key, you're ranking the best head coach quarterback combinations in the NFL. Yes, that is correct. It's my real ranking. And uh, we're kind of doing a combination of quarterbacks and head coaches that are right now currently in NFL. Uh, one of these guys on this list has not worked together before. But let's start off with number one. Number one. Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. How can anybody argue with that combination? Next. Five straight, as Max continues to keep telling me, AFC championship games between Big Red and Frog. I mean, this is ridiculous what they've been able to do, and they're probably going to win, or they even have a chance to win another Super Bowl after going to their third together. Number two. Number two. Number two, Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow. Joe Cool Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals. They've played in the playoffs now two straight years. They've gone to the Super Bowl. Uh, Joe Burrow's first full-time year as a starting quarterback. They've got a chemistry going. Now, can they keep this up? Is next year going to finally make them bingo it again? We'll see what's going to happen with this football team. Number three. Number three. Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts, the future face of the National Football League. When you look at this young man and what he's been able to do since 2020, taking over with five games left in the season or four games left in the season, then taking his team to the playoffs in 2021 and now to the Super Bowl in 2022, they're going to certainly have to cash him in at some point in time this offseason. He sits at number three. Number four. Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson. This dynamic duel of a tandem when Lamar plays, they win. Simple and plain. Nothing else to talk about. I don't want to hear anything about he doesn't have receivers. The passing game is not great. He can't see the field. He he turns the ball over at the wrong times. I don't care. He's got an MVP in his pocket. He's been in the playoff games. He's won playoff games. All he has to do is continue to keep chopping wood. Eventually, something should shake the way it needs to. Number five. And here's number five. 
These two guys have never coached and played together outside of a a, a uh, Pro Bowl, which is really, you know, it's nothing. It's just talking and having a little bit of fun. Sean Payton, Super Bowl winning head coach, spent a long time in New Orleans with Drew Brees. I think it was 15 years. Russell Wilson was moved over for a handsome ransom from Seattle to Denver. Looks like a shell of himself. Looked like Russell Wilson should have just decided to stay home and watch his wife sing every night. But that's going to change now with Sean Payton. They will certainly be one of the the top combinations, head coach, quarterback, in all of 2023 football season. I can guarantee you we're going to see a different Russell Wilson. The numbers may not be eye-popping. They may not be 5,000 yards passing in the air, but the efficiency rate will be up. The completion percentage rate will be up. The wins and the will win be up. total will yeah. be up. That's Key. all that matters. Key, I did this list for this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. You stole years. my list? No, I did this list uh, yesterday or two days ago. You stole it. Well, how did I go back in time and do that? Jeez. But I want, I want to tell you mine, and I want to tell you what I was thinking, okay, to compare them. I had Mahomes read one. There's no explanation needed. You know who I had, too? Jackson Harbaugh. Because let me tell you how I did the list. I thought – one side can't be carrying all the weight. It can't be like, look, I know Joe Burrow is a gangster. I don't know about Zach Taylor, right? I don't know. You know more than me. So, so you had Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow high. But I wanted to do a list where it wasn't – both sides had to carry their weight. And so I had Jackson Harbaugh too. Whatever issues that when, – when Lamar Jackson's healthy, and to me they were trending toward getting, making a, a run in the playoffs because – He'd done better in the better in the playoffs every year he was healthy, right? Yeah. Now, I have Hurts Sirianni three. I yeah. like what I see from Sirianni and Hurts. Yeah. But this is who I have four. I also had Peyton and Russ uh, five, okay? I left off McDermott and Josh Allen because I think McDermott's about to come under some fire. He right? is. He's already, it's already hot. And, I, and I'm left off Burrow and Zach Taylor because I have questions about Zach Taylor. None about Burrow. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I remember a couple years ago in the playoffs – they were winning in spite of the fact he was calling so many run plays early. They weren't getting any yards. They were always facing third. And like Burrow bailed, and it bailed him out a lot, I thought. But maybe I'm wrong. Here's who I had four. I had Peterson and Trevor Lawrence four. Because I know Peterson's a great coach. And key, what I saw from Trevor Lawrence, not only in college, but over the second half of this season, I think he's the real deal. What do you think of Peterson and Lawrence? I, I think he is. The, I think he's going to be the real deal. I think when I say real deal, I think he'll make playoffs. He'll win a division. He'll make the playoffs. I just – there's a a stink that's there for me because of the brand of the football, right? Right. Jacksonville. It just it just doesn't – it's got it's going to take some cleansing over a period of time to get me to buy all in. You know, it's just that that may be what it is. Um, like the Aaron Fox also, in the All Star Game, same thing, right? You got to get it also, out of Also, what is mouth? the one thing that I don't like? What in the beginning of someone's career? What you don't remember the thing that you don't like in the beginning of their career? Yeah, when they come out of college. Yeah, in the the moment that they hit the ground, the first thing we do. Oh, he's the greatest ever yeah. to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to, you want to, you want him to prove it over. Yeah, time. I don't care that he has long hair and he's a Family Guy and he got but engaged. Key, wait. Oh, okay, but I isn't it so fair I to hold say that again? You know how I, I am. do. I, I, I just hundred percent. That's kind of what I'm driving at. Like I wanted to, but you're self aware about that stuff. Like you, oh yeah, are old school. You got to show it to me. And if you come in with hype, 
for key, you're kind of behind the eight ball. Because what happens is if you're coming in with all this like that, you could overcome. And and I know people are like, there's no way you can overcome Urban Meyer. You can overcome that is the way I feel, right? If you all that, that shouldn't stop you from showing me something, even though he's killing your career. That's kind of how my brain operates. So I just a little bit. You more, came in with a bit. lot of hype. You were willing bit. to do all the blocking. You were willing to do all the dirty work. You were willing to sacrifice touches in the service of the team winning. All those kind of things that Bill Parcells gives you credit for. So you want to see the character? Plus, I was that behind. guy, though, Max. Yeah, for I was sure. that dude. I was. Yeah, him. I get it. But I'm saying you want to see the character over time substantiate the hype. And it's right? more about it's more about the quarterback position for me more so than it is anything. Because I've seen too many times in my career, both as a player and covering this stuff, he's the next one. He's the chosen one at the quarterback spot. Every time they draft a guy that high, we're looking at it with Zach Wilson and the Jets, right? The 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 throw of the offseason. Oh my God. Man, they getting ready to go get another damn quarterback. So that's why I've always paused. But I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be okay. I do. I honestly do. I just don't have him. I got him at six. I just don't have him in oh, the so top you have, five. Yeah, you have him right outside the top five. Yeah. Because Peterson for sure. Yeah, I got him at and six. And Trevor Lawrence has, you know, is number six with a bullet maybe, yeah, right? I got yeah. him with a six. McDaniel and Tua, if Tua's still playing, you know, long term, we will see Dable and Jones yeah. I like a lot. Yeah. Would you would, would you give up long-term success for a Super Bowl appearance? One owner wouldn't. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.